Welcome to What to Expect When You're Electing, the Samara Center for Democracy's one-stop shop to get you election ready. At the Samara Center, we know how noisy, frustrating, and confusing elections can be. We also know how hard it is to get trustworthy and nonpartisan information about elections. So we're here to help. Each week, me, your host, Yvonne Sue, program manager here at the Smart Center, will be joined by a guest, and together we'll take you on a journey through the entire election experience. For those of you who don't know the Samara Center, we are a nonpartisan charity dedicated to strengthening Canada's democracy. If that work sounds important to you, please consider donating to the Samara Center because unlike the other podcasts you're listening to, this one is not sponsored by a mattress company. So throw your dollars at us. We'll take it and put it towards strengthening our democracy. On what to expect when you're electing, how to join a campaign, volunteer, and make a difference on the issues you care about. We're joined here by Adelina, the Samara Center's research analyst. Hi, Adelina. Hi, Yvonne. Are you ready to get started? Yes, let's dig into it. All right, so people might be asking, there is, there is a political party or candidate that I really like. How can I help them win? That's great that you already know um, which candidate or party you'd like to support. Um, it's actually pretty easy. You find their contact info online um, is what I'd recommend. Um, and then reach out to them, uh, drop them an email, uh, knock on their campaign office door, give them a quick phone call and say you're willing to volunteer and you will be given something to do because volunteers are crucial for political campaigns. They run almost entirely on volunteers. Um, so you'll likely be given a number of tasks, but they could include distributing flyers or going door to door and speaking to constituents, calling constituents and asking who they're likely to vote for, uh, volunteering at events put on by the campaign, driving people to the polls on election day or advance polls. And uh, there's one cool opportunity too for volunteers is to scrutinize and watch the actual counting of the ballots on the night of the election. That is pretty cool. Yeah, and you can always donate as well. Um, there's direct links on candidate and party websites. Um, and there's actually a pretty big incentive uh, from tax deductions afterwards if you do donate to campaigns. Okay, well, some people say, I don't want to campaign for a party or candidate, but there are issues that I really care about. How can I get people to think about them? Yeah, so if you already know um, kind of what issue um, you'd like to get more informed about or tell people about and drive forward a discussion around election time around the issue that you care about, um, I'd encourage you to look into groups that have already organized because if um, there's already a group of people around that issue um, that are doing certain actions to put forward their agendas and their ideas, um, then you might just want to join what's already out there. Or you can create your own group um, if you're ambitious. Um, so these organizations are also looking for volunteer support or donations, just as political parties and candidates are. Um, but some might just be looking for support to get uh, more signatures around a petition or just to help spread the word. That's great to know. Well, what advice do you have for people who say, I'm not really passionate about a particular issue and don't want to public publicly support one side or the other? Is there anything I can still do? 
The short answer, there's still a ton of things you can do. And I personally sympathize with this um, position of not being able to align with a political party or candidate uh, because of our nonpartisan um, status. Um, but I, for example, I'm going to get involved in many different ways. Um, I'm going to see if people want to accompany me to the polls on election day, mm -hmm. um, go with kind of a group, a bunch of friends, as long as we're all um, casting our ballot at the same polling station, then we can do it together. It can be a social activity and that way you can encourage more people to come and vote. Great idea. Um, if you are looking to get involved in nonpartisan ways, you could organize an all candidates meeting to get perspectives from across the political spectrum. I know sometimes it's hard to get candidates in one room, um, but especially if your constituency is really large, um, that can be more difficult. So you can always you know, crowdsource questions from your friends or family and send them on to each candidate in your local riding, asking them to answer them. And once you've collected all of their answers, you can share it with your followers or with your family and friends. Um, you can make an election sign that doesn't necessarily indicate voting for a party or candidate, just that encourages people to go out and vote. Um, there's a leaders debate on tonight in French, but there'll be English um, translation interpretation services as well. Um, so you can always have some people over and watch that on TV together and then start a discussion on, uh, on what you thought. That kind of brings me to the... the One of the easiest things you can do, or the, the ones that cost the least um, and have actually have no cost at all, um, is to start a conversation with your family or your friends or your neighbors on what it means to be a good citizen and what you're looking for in candidates this election, or what your expectations might be for the next few years of whatever government forms. That sounds easy enough. Mm -hmm. Now, some other people might be saying, I can't vote, so what else can I do? True. Um, if you're not yet 18 or you're not a Canadian citizen, um, you won't be able to vote. Um, but many parties will still accept you um, as a member. And of course, as a volunteer, you are more than welcome to contribute, to donate, to call constituents, to do all of the things I mentioned before that you can do to support a campaign. Um, and just as a, as like a note, a, a side note, Um, voting isn't the only thing you could do or you should do to be a, a good citizen or to be involved in your community. There are plenty of things um, besides casting a ballot once every four years that are just as important or just as significant as casting a ballot. Some people say more. Um, so that's just generally participating more regularly in civic life. Um, following the news, um, getting in touch with your ele elected representative, whether or not you have an issue you'd like to vote, just getting to know them can be like the first step in becoming more integrated in your community. Mm -hmm. um, but this can also mean signing petitions or volunteering um, for your local library or even taking part in government consultations. So you could be a witness in front of a government committee, for example, if you feel really strongly about a certain issue. It's open to the public. Mm -hmm. Well, now a question from the skeptics. How can I be sure that the election is run fairly? Great question. Um, in order for a country to be truly democratic, elections have to be 
run fairly. Um, there needs to they need to be competitive. They need to be open, um, free and fair elections is really what we're all striving towards. And in Canada, uh, it's the responsibility of the office of the chief electoral officer. So it's more commonly known as Elections Canada, and that's the organization that organizes and runs and counts the elections and reports on them. Um, so this body is independent and nonpartisan. So it's not connected to any political party. It's not connected to the government. Um, and they're responsible for every federal election to hire thousands of workers to staff the polling stations across the country. So these poll workers also swear an oath or make a promise to be politically neutral, nonpartisan, to respect voters' rights and to protect the secrecy of the vote. And Elections Canada is organized in such a way that if someone or even someone working at Elections Canada has a concern that the election wasn't run properly or there was something unfair going on, um, there are formal mechanisms set up for complaints to be made, investigations to be had, and for election laws to be enforced. That sounds like a good system. No need to worry. Well, we've got one additional question from Wilson from Toronto. Uh, he wants to know, are there any Canadians that can't vote? Yes, there is one Canadian who is not allowed to vote, and this is the chief electoral officer, the head of Elections Canada, because it would be wrong um, for them to, uh, I guess, bring, raise concerns that they were going to vote for a party or another. They have to remain publicly completely neutral, so they're not allowed to cast a ballot. Um, but prisoners, judges... Canadians who live abroad, those living in very remote communities, um, allowances are made and accommodations are made by Elections Canada so that all those groups are able to vote. Well, thank you so much, Adelina. You're welcome, Yvonne. Coming up next, with Election Day just around the corner, what do you need to know to get to the polls? Still have questions? Want to learn more? Go to SamaraCanada.com or email us at info at SamaraCanada.com. Or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or the Instagrams. If you have questions, I'll force my guests to answer them. That's all for today. This is Yvonne Sue. Thank you for listening.